All right, all right. Calm down, calm down. Welcome back to Two Tone Take. I know that you've missed me, and I have returned. It is Bradley, your fearless football leader and MC, as we navigate the adventurous waters of the Tennessee Titans 2022 regular season campaign. Now, that's the good news, all right? Let's just stop right now, drop whatever you're doing, even though you already have because you're listening to this amazing podcast. The good news is that I have returned to recap another week of Titans football, okay? Now, the good news, if I'm being completely honest and open and transparent, which unlike a lot of people out there uh, in the sports journalism world, uh, I am, uh, that's the only good news, right? So the bad news is that we are, we are recapping week two on today's episode of Two Tone Take. Now, why is that bad news? Well, if you didn't catch it or somehow managed to miss it, um, I'm not calling it a game. No, I'm not even calling it a tragedy. Um, I'm not even going to use the word blowout. These are all words, terms that I could use to describe week two for Vrabes and company and the boys, but... I'm, I'm using none of those. Um, as you may have surmised from the title of this episode, this was a massacre. I repeat, a massacre. And, you know, some people might be like, whoa, 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 that's a harsh word to use. It's also accurate, all right? Uh, so this is not going to be maybe the most fun uh, episode that you'll listen to. In fact, this is going to be a bitch. Uh, I am about two, three whiskeys deep as I record this episode. Shout out Jack Daniels. Um, Because there's really just no other way to approach having to record uh, the kind of abysmal performance that we had from the Titans in week two. So I've got my notes handwritten as always because that's how dedicated I am to this. There's only two pages though. And that should tell you something, okay? Not a lot of pages because there's not a lot to talk about because it was a massacre. But let's dive into this. Overall, the Bills massacre the Titans 41 to 7, okay? There are a lot of avenues I could go down in terms of, you know, this is like was a Bills revenge game because we had dominated the last couple of games. If you go back a couple of seasons, and I say dominated. You know, the 2021 game was actually very competitive, back and forth until the end. But bottom line is, we've won the last few. Bills Bills just absolutely walked all over us. Um, 34 unanswered points scored by the Bills. How bad was it? If I were a comedian, this would be like that exchange where I'm like, how bad was it? The audience would be like, how bad was it? Uh, 187 total yards. That was it. Total yards. For the Titans, four turnovers. Four of them. They had as many turnovers or there are quarters in the goddamn game. If you don't have a whiskey yourself, you should pause and pour it. All right? Meanwhile, there were 414 total yards for the Bills. And, of course, they played some clean fucking football and they had zero turnovers. Um... That being said, there's your overall, trying to rip the Band-Aid off of this massacre. 
Um, I still am going to continue to approach this from the standpoint of what went well and where we struggled, right? Even though in cases like this, it's going to be pretty obvious where we fucking struggled. The reality of any football game, and I do think this is an important takeaway because to me, especially when a team loses a game and especially when they lose in this kind of fashion where it just, for the most part, wasn't a close game, it's hard to really see anything that like you want to take away from it. It's almost like a forget this game and move on. And for the most part, I think that's true. But the reality is you have to find some way to understand what you did do well so that I think, in my opinion, so that you can focus even more on the things that you sucked at. That's, that's my perspective. So when we look at what the Titans actually did well in this particular game, all right, they scored on the opening drive. Now, just to, just to kind of like paint this picture, right, it's Monday night football. The Bills get the ball. They march down the field. Uh, you know, they scored for the most part with ease. You know, there were a couple of hiccups. We gave up the third down, a couple of missed tackles. They score. We turn right around, we march down the field, and we answer. And Derrick Henry gets his first touchdown of the season, all right, which was really fucking beautiful to see. Um, and I think that's something to just to just highlight, okay, because we, we answered. But before we get into the, the rest of, like, how that crumbled, so to speak, I want to, again, continue to focus on what went well here. Uh, Malik Willis got his first regular season action as a Tennessee Titan. Now, we did see him, of course, uh, all throughout preseason. And I think, you know, I, I think he stole the show, to be honest with you. Uh, but, you know, he didn't have the most amazing game. He was one for four, six yards passing. He had four carries, 16 yards rushing. Uh, he did also fumble. Um, but the takeaway for me is that he got he got action in a foot in a regular season game. And I think that is important. Um and, and to take it a step further, it's not great that we lost, and it's not great that we lost the way that we did. However, it's great, in my opinion, that Malik Willis got some experience without Ryan Tannehill getting injured. We didn't book Malik Willis in because Tannehill was hurt. Thank God. Thank the gods. Whatever you believe in or don't believe in, thank it, all right? Uh, but he got some action. He got some exposure. I think that that's huge given where he's at. And also given the fact that, you know, side note, I feel like everybody knows that starting next year it's going to be his team. So it was good in my opinion that he got some exposure. Uh, Traylon Burks actually had a decent game. He did have, you know, a really tough miss. And I, I realize I'm I'm in this, this part of uh, what went well and I keep mentioning things that like maybe weren't great. But – you know, just painting that picture, he had a, a pretty critical, uh, you know, drop at one point. But he had four catches for 47 yards, and uh, I think it was great to see that. Robert Woods, uh, a.k.a. Bobby Trees, also had four catches, 39 yards. Uh, Hassan Haskins, who I think, you know, kind of has been under the radar, had nine carries for 37 yards. Um, so, you know, offensively, again, there's always got to be something you can look at, something you can point to and say, okay, Okay, the, that that we can live with, that we're okay with, you know, and maybe we save those things for a later date. Now we're going to move into the defense. And look, it's tough when you, when you, you know, you give up 41 points, 34 of them are unanswered, you know, over 400 yards. There's not going to be a lot of defensive highlights. Let's be real, okay? Uh, and again, whatever you've poured for yourself, I don't know, whiskey, if you're drinking a beer, beer, 
whatever your whatever your poison is, let's take a sip, shall we? All right. Now defensively, Roger McCreary. Speaking of guys that sort of stood out in preseason, especially in training camp, Roger McCreary had himself a night. He led the team with eleven tackles, double digit tackles. God damn, McCreary, have yourself a night. Had to highlight that. And then of course, you know. Rest in peace, Brett Kern, who we moved on from. Uh, you know, Stonehouse comes in and he averages 55 yards a punt in this game. Um, continues to lead the NFL in punting average. All right. Now, look, I'm gonna be straight up because that's just that's how I roll, and that is the that's the type of brand that I have created and will continue to facilitate here on Two Tone Take, regardless of 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 what the the format or presence is, okay? Whether it's a podcast, whether I'm on YouTube, or I don't know, maybe one of these days if if some of the more popular kids out there uh, give me a chance to talk to them and speak on their platform, it'll be the same thing. We're going to transition this right quick. Not even t- We're not even 10 minutes into this episode, goddammit, but this is how it goes when there's a massacre. A massacre! John Lovitz. I should have had John Lovitz narrate this entire episode. Can you believe? Anyways. Back to our notes. Now it's time to move on to how we struggled, where we struggled. I could have totally flipped this, and it would have been more of like a where didn't we struggle segment. But I don't want to be that much of a dick or negative Nancy, because guess what? There's plenty of those out there. You know who you are. I won't name names currently. All right? Um, But look, the offensive line gave up eight tackles for loss. This was one thing that even early on in the game, like was super evident. It was, it was, I don't know if it was, I should not say that I don't know. I do know in terms of using my opinion here, it was just poor execution. Like the blocking was ridiculous regardless of the play. The pass protection was ridiculous. The run protection was ridiculous. Like it was just terrible. So eight tackles for loss. They gave up three quarterback hits. Somehow, there were only two sacks. I swear to God, to the gods, when you watch just the highlights of this game, it feels like there were 19 tackles, but there were only two, all right? Uh, Tannehill didn't have the best night, right? 117 yards. He had two interceptions. One of those was a pick six. Um, I mentioned earlier Malik Willis. He did get action. He also fumbled. That wasn't great to see. Speaking of fumbles, and this is – this is one of those things that, you know, when you look at a coach's tenure with his team, I think the reality is that for any coach, even the great coaches, there are certain aspects that maybe there's some wrinkles. There are some things that aren't always perfect, aren't always concrete. And when it comes to kicking and also special teams, I feel like for Vrabes, for whatever reason – that's where things don't really come together the way that they should or the way that you would expect and certainly not hope to. Um, Kyle Phillips, who was just a monster in preseason, total stud, total boy. We knew he was going to be the punt returner coming into this. He had done well, and I recognize that we're talking about he'd done well in week one. But he had done well, and then suddenly against Buffalo on a Monday night, he muffs a punt. So it's like, fuck. So they pivot, and I don't have a problem with them pivoting. And, and, and I will say this, in my opinion, to Vrabel's credit, 
Guy makes a mistake and it's toast. Whether it's in the moment in that game or just from there on out, like, it's toast. And I don't have a problem with it because, again, it's football. You get 17 games in a season now, and that's it. So everything counts. Every play matters. So Phillips muffs a punt. And it was certainly at a point in the game where it wasn't over, over, right? Like the pressure was mounting. But when Phillips muffed his punt, it's not like the game was out. Um, but so so we put a Monty Hooker in. Now, I can see people being like, what the hell is a Monty Hooker doing uh, fielding kicks? This is where I implore even the most basic bitch of fans out there to just pay more attention. Okay, if you've paid any attention at all, and you know what, I don't mean that to be critical. I just mean that in the sense that, to me, if you're passionate about your football team, you're going to pay attention. But at the same time, I'm doing this podcast to help raise awareness on types on things like this. So let me clue you in. Um, this is super common for the Titans to have like 900 guys all fielding kicks. Like, it's almost a miracle that when we have a 53-man roster, there aren't, like, 13 of those guys that are just designated to fucking catch balls. Because that's basically what it comes down to. Um, but anyways, Amani Hooker goes in. And look, it's I'm fine with it, right? Love Amani. He's great. He's already made his presence known. Had an interception the previous week, right? And let's be honest, had another goddamn interception in this game, but they, you know, they said it wasn't and we didn't challenge, whatever. Uh, I digress. So Amani Hooker, guess what, does the same thing that Kyle Phillips did. And I guess it's one of those where it looks, I don't know, maybe it looked like Phillips had a fun time muffing that punt. And so Amani was like, anything you can do, I can muff better. And he muffs his punt as well. So not one, but two muff punts in the night. It just kills, it kills everything. It kills momentum. And we're talking about a Buffalo Bills team that, you know, they, if they had to go 500 yards in one minute, I'm, I, I'm convinced they could do it. So just not the type of mistakes you can be making at all, especially in a game where you're on the road, especially in a game where you're already trailing, things are already not going your way. It just kills everything. Um, let's see. Now, defensively for ourselves, I mentioned earlier that our offensive line uh, gave up Eight tackles for loss. Our defense, our boys on defense, only got two. It, it, I think it just kind of shows you the dynamic of how the night was going. The Bills were able to move the ball any way they wanted to, any time they wanted to. It just they weren't weren't getting pressure. Uh, shout out, uh, though it isn't free to Danico Autry. He got the lone sack the Titans had for the evening. Um, but look, we gave up over 100 yards rushing. We gave up over 300 yards passing. And again, there's your 400 plus yard total that the Bills had. Another thing, and I, and I, unfortunately, this seems to be a, a, a running theme, even though we're two weeks into the season at the time of this episode. Uh, penalties, we had nine. Um, I'll admit, I got to do some more diligence and, 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 deeper digging, if you will, into how our our current penalties this season are comparing. But it feels like we're like slightly sloppier than a typical Braves team. It's not great. So we had nine penalties for 87 yards. I mean, let's just round it the fuck up. We practically give up 100 yards just on penalties alone. That's the football field. So not great, okay? And, uh, you know... 
I, I would love um, every time I, I go to record to almost feel like there's not enough time to say all the things that I want to say. This is not one of those episodes. I haven't even hit 17 minutes. But here we are. We've talked about what went well, <laughs> the few things that went well. We've talked about you know where we struggled. And look, it's really simple. Ultimately, the Titans fall to 0-2. Um, it's the first time that's happened with Mike Vrabel as head coach. We are most accustomed to 1-1 starts. We have had a 2-0 start back in the 2020 season. Um, but yeah, this wasn't great. This was not great. Um, it was a tough loss. And, and you know, another aspect to keep in mind here is loss to an AFC opponent because that'll impact things later down their line in the season as far as seeding and whatnot goes. Um, and it's a short week. We're playing on a Monday night. We lose on a Monday night. And then we are home again on Sunday back in Nashville to host the Raiders, who also have not won a game yet. So, what you can look forward to is knowing that I'm going to burn these notes because they're that fucking depressing to have to talk about. Uh, But we're moving on to week three. Week three is going to be interesting. It's going to be an 0-2 Titans team hosting an 0-2 Raiders team, new head coach Josh McDaniels. I'm confident the Titans are going to have more in the tank to get the win and looking forward to discussing it when we meet yet again here on Two Tone Take. As always, I am your MC, your fearless football leader, Bradley. Thank you so much for listening. Don't worry. Better games and Titan wins ahead. Good night.